For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. We're going to one of the great names from Cricket Commentary, and more particularly, I want to just touch on it first. Uh, The Howie Games podcast uh, is just brilliant. Mark Howard is the host of that. Howie... um, I've listened to them all, and I've absolutely loved them, from surf life-saving to cricket. You've done the full gambit. Before we talk about the T20 World Cup, how much do you love the Howie Games just being a part of it and getting the stories out of the guys? G'day, Mark. Great to speak to you. You might have overcooked one of the great commentators, but I've been working with some of the great commentators, which we can talk about. But, mate, I love it. It's, it's, um, it's my passion to sit there for two hours and chat with, Kelly Slater or Luke Longley or Ian Smith, one of the great commentators, or whoever it may be, Ange Postacoglu, who's over at Celtic at the moment, is one of the great joys of my life. Just to be able to go a little bit deeper and explore, like you and I now chat for five minutes on the radio and we get to know a little bit about each other, but when you have an hour and a half with someone, you get their full story, the ups and downs. So it's really, really fun to do, and I'm pumped that you listen to it and enjoy it, mate. I really do. And the stories about um, the players that you've heard of but you don't know about, the, the back stories of some of the West Indian cricketers, that sort of thing, is is fantastic. And you've done one with Ian Smith, our colleague over here in New Zealand. Um, we're very proud of his uh, cricket commentary I'd, and when we have a big tournament like this T20 World Cup and we get Smithy coming into our eardrums over here just representing a little bit of New Zealand but in his own right he is a wonderful commentator Well I'm glad you asked me about him because I'll say unashamedly he is my favourite cricket commentator he he really is um, and, and it's, it's a great shame now with, with the change in um, broadcasters in New Zealand that you don't hear him regularly but um, indulge me for a moment. I, I sat next to him to call the first five overs at Australia's innings the other night when you guys absolutely trounced us. And, and I've worked with Smithy before, but I, I had, I've never worked on a World Cup. But I had a moment where I was sitting there and I was looking at Smithy and I thought, wow, it's the SCG. It's a full crowd and I'm sitting next to my favourite broadcaster. <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that because he's entertaining, he's knowledgeable, he's passionate, he's funny, and he's able to laugh at himself. I, yeah, but Mark, I think he's the best. I really do. And I love his voice and to consider him a friend and have a beer with him, it's um, it's an absolute treat because he's a superstar. He's just a superstar. Yeah, we love him here too. Uh, the T20 cricket, you've done a lot of big bash, you've done a lot of white ball cricket, and it's like the shorter the game, we go test down to 50, down to 20, it feels like it, it's so turbulent. And even early stages now, um, Australia have played two, couldn't get two more different performances. Do, do you enjoy the lottery nature of T20 cricket? I enjoy the power of it and I enjoy the change in a game throughout the night. So when you're at a test match, Mark, if the first innings is 450, typically you know the result. It can take three days to get to the result. Uh, but last night, against Sri Lanka. That was a stunning game of cricket. You know, Sri Lanka struggled their way through to 150-odd, and then Australia lost the early wicket, and the run rate was down. And you thought, by gee, Australia could be bundled out of the tournament. Aaron Finch was struggling. And then Marcus Stoinis comes out, and he's the fastest 50 by an Australian in T20 international cricket. He just cracks six everywhere. And in the end, you look at that scorecard and think, Australia did that easy. But they didn't. It doesn't tell the full tale. So it was a great night last night. Um, but one performance 
can determine a game, Mark, and against New Zealand the other night, uh, your media manager, Willie Nichols, his name is, uh, brother, brother Henry, I call him Slick Willie. He's a good man. He said, Howie, watch out for this young Finn Allen. He's a star. And I said, gee, must be good if he's keeping Guptill out of the side. And he batted for, what, six overs and determined the result of the game. So it's brilliant. I love T20 cricket. I love test cricket as well. But it does go on a knife edge. And then, you know, you got Coley the other night. We could talk about that for three days. I was going to talk about Coley. He's written down in big mm. capital letters on my bit of paper. What a, um, a timely return for him. And the passion in the man. It's never died, but the passion was was matched up with performance for him last night, something that's been missing for a wee while, and the Indian fans delirious. Well, it was an incredible night, Mark. I had the, the pleasure of calling the AFL Grand Final, the biggest sporting event in Victoria, and probably Australia alongside the NRL Grand Final a month ago. So, yeah, at the ground, and that's the centrepiece for um, Victorian sport, uh, and that's what Melbourne lives and breathes for. So that is the event of the year. That was nowhere near the level of that event we saw on Sunday. India, Pakistan, 95,000. The crowd was incredible. Way more atmosphere than a grand final. And as a Melbourne boy, I don't say that lightly. And then for Coley to come out and do what he did. And in the post-match, when he said, yep, with eight balls to go, I needed. I knew I needed to hit the last two balls to go for six. And then to do it straight down the ground and square the wicket, I, I must have called 250 260, 300 big bash games, Mark, and that's the best game of cricket I've seen. That was, that's one of the great performances we've seen in Melbourne for a long, long time. And it was only, it was only a preliminary round. But yeah, the, the Indian and Pakistani fans were perfect. And I did note that there were suggestions because they obviously can't play each other on home soil for all sorts of strange political reasons beyond you and me. But why don't they stage a test in Melbourne? Um, I think it's a great idea because there's such strong international Pakistan Indian community say, so, yeah, you may, you may, you would have watched it. It, it was spine-tingling, wasn't it? Well, it really was. And the next morning, I went to my local dairy run by a, a lovely Indian family, and I went in and got, got yeah. my flavoured milk, and I just said, you watched cricket last night? You should have said, All of them leapt up out of their seats <laughs> and commentated the last over to me again. And it affects Indians around the world, and I just love... I love their passion. Um, New Zealand fans, we were, geez, we're still buzzing about that performance against Australia. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the most complete white ball performances we've seen for our team for a long, long time. It wasn't just one or two guys. It was it was the team. Yeah, it's a really good point too, Mark, because, you know, the, the media here has been focusing on Australia's performance, which was disappointing. But I, I think... I think the great thing about the the World Cup and these events is you're surrounded by true internationals. You know, you're sitting there with Ian Smith and, and Simon Dool. Last night I was sitting next to Sonny Gavaskar commentating a game of cricket, pinching myself, but you get a more global perspective. And, and the perspective, I think, which was the real perspective and the proper perspective was Australia didn't have a good night, but New Zealand did not do a thing wrong. Fielded brilliantly, like that catch by Phillips. Bold, wonderful lines and lengths and batted out of their skin. So I think full credit should be given to New Zealand for their performance rather than detract it from saying Australia didn't perform well. They weren't allowed to perform well. In a game of matchups, New Zealand dominated Kane's a star the way he captained the side. Um, and New Zealand always gets it done in these white ball tournaments. So it'll be interesting to see how they go after that match. Obviously, Afghanistan next. But, mate, they were fantastic. They were just 
clinical and had a win. You know, normally we send Smithy off packing on Fox Cricket with his tar between his legs and he's moping <laughs> around after Australia's belt in New Zealand. But by gee, in the bar that night, he was just sitting there in the corner, the king, just <laughs> everyone was coming up to him and he was just saying, yes, New Zealand's back. So I loved it. I really did. I enjoyed it. We've got Afghanistan uh, tonight. Uh, their mm. first match, they weren't very flash with the bat. But the one thing that worries me about Afghanistan is... They don't have the team depth, but they've got Rashid Khan, and he's scared. I can just see five for 24 or something like that. <laughs> Such is the nature of the brilliance of that young man. Yeah, oh, he's a star, isn't he? And obviously he's played all these grounds so frequently in the Big Bash. I think England got Afghanistan on the best possible ground they can play them on in, uh, in Perth. Similarly, like I think Australia got the ground they'd like to play Sri Lanka on because it doesn't generally favour the spinners. Like, Hasaranga got smacked last night, 52 overs, uh, 52 off three overs. So, MCG, different story. Uh, you know, he's a superstar, Rashid Khan, and he could winkle out a couple of wickets early, and, and then it becomes a game, because as you say, it's so unpredictable. Their batting's probably a little bit light on, but I think I think you guys will get the job done, and I think you'll get it done reasonably easily. There might be a few uncomfortable moments, but I think you've got the power and the batting order and the way the boys can swing the ball at the top. You know, Bolt, he's a superstar. So I think you get it done, but hopefully it's a good game of cricket and, and I've got to be very careful saying this going to New Zealand. But by gee, the way the net run rate works and who needs to beat who, I'll be cheering, cheering, cheering for the mighty Afghanistan as they can pull off an upset. <laughs> That's very brave, Howie. <laughs> uh, we're talking to Mark Howard, affectionately known as Howie. Lastly, you just mentioned we're playing the, the MCG. Our first game against Australia was the SCG. You've called many, many games at both of these. What What is the main characteristic changes that New Zealand will have to take their approach to an MCG game against an SCG game? Yeah, it's a great question. The boundaries are so big at the MCG like they are in Perth here that, you know, the, the players call it hit it into the pockets. So it doesn't have to be bash and crash. It'll it'll suit the likes of Williamson. I think where you can just work those twos, bat cleverly and score twos rather than having to try every hit every ball out of the ground because it's a much bigger ground. So the, I think the main key for the batting side is to realise there's twos out there and work those twos because they add up really quickly and they get four twos and over, that's eight off and over without taking a great deal of risk. So uh, if you're batting first, MCG, this time of year, I reckon you're trying to post 170, 175, 180 if you're flying, but you don't need to hit every ball out of the park. I reckon that's the major difference, mate, because it's such a big ground, the MCG. Mm, fantastic. All right, Howie, we'll let you carry on. I know it's incredibly busy, but enjoyable time for you. The T20 World Cup being hosted in Australia. I'm just stoked we got off to a good start. And I'm secretly happy that Aussie got back on track too with the destroyer Stoinis doing the business. But, Howie, uh, we, will, we will crack on. Thanks for joining us today. Enjoy the tournament. Anytime. I hope I can speak to you again soon, Mark. Thanks for having me on the show. Have a great day. No worries, Howie. Um, always good to catch up with him. Um, great man, Howie. Um, and I just reiterate, his, his podcast is absolutely fantastic. I was just having a little look at Afghanistan, and I told you about my worry that um, we can get skittled by anyone, but I just had a quick look at the TRB odds. It's $1.17,455 for Afghanistan. Jesus. Pretty much one-way traffic. Uh, also today, starting at 5 o'clock, we've got England taking on Ireland. And then tomorrow, South Africa take on Bangladesh, India versus the Netherlands. And then Friday, Pakistan against Zimbabwe. So um, 
one, two, three, four, five games with hot favourites. Five games with hot, hot favourites. Just wondering if there's an upset in the making. Um, we've seen upsets before. Don't know if it'll come in this round, though. Not so sure if it will come into this round. Um, but that was Mark Howard. Always good to talk to him. Uh, earlier, about an hour ago, we talked to Modi Moore. He is the Breakers coach as well. And still to come, between 2 and 2.30, we're going to catch up with Mark Sorensen, the Black Sox head coach. He named his squad for the World Cup. Uh, the World Championships which are on at Rosedale Park in Auckland they've just had the Nationals Uh, he liked what he saw and named his team but um, geez a lot of new caps and a lot of established caps that didn't make the team so we'll talk to him about his rationale I want to know about the pitching pitching strength because um, potentially hitting and batting is is the uh, sorry throwing and batting Pitching and batting are the two most important things in softball, but it's great that it's back up and underway. Sort of had a hiatus, hasn't it, softball? Um, one of the ones affected by COVID. No travel, uh, and I'd imagine all the other teams as well have been affected by that as well. And if you want, uh, voting's going to close in about 90 seconds for the GWE, Top of TV, Character Jamboree, um, where we find uh, Tony Soprano taking on Fonzie. So text through Soprano or Fonzie. And the other matchup is Bean versus Homer. Mr. Bean versus Homer Simpson. So Soprano or Fonzie and Bean or Homer. And I can tell you, one of them, one of those matchups is very, very close at the moment. So 60 seconds to get your votes in on that. We'll also find out very soon uh, what's making news. Straight after this news bulletin, though, we're going to catch up with the winner of the Addington Survivor competition. This is where there was 10 races on the card and you had to pick a place getter in every race. And if you got it right, you carried on to the next race and so on and so on until it was the last person standing. We are going to contact the winner and inform them that they've won. We'll get Simon on from Addington, tell them what they've won. So if you've entered that, listen in. See if we can find out tactically how the winner how the winner got it. Fantastic competition that was run by them. Um, good stuff. And also being a Wednesday, we do have the chase. That'll be about 2.40, 2.45, somewhere in that vicinity. You're on Afternoons with Staffy in association with Gull. Great savings every day with Gull. Get on to gull.nz. Register your, your phone number or your email account. They don't spam you. They just let you know when the specials are on, when the savings are on. And that's where we're going to fill up with that great economical fuel from Gull. Thanks to them joining us every day. Also, a quick reminder today, I'm off here at 3 o'clock, but 3 till 4, Sammy will become the co-host with Tony Kemp running it straight in the middle of the Rugby League World Cup. Fantastic league dedicated show, 3 to 4. But for now, new sport and weather, and after that, we're going to contact a winner. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.